Hi, this is Aaron Jones, and welcome to showbizmonkeys.com. Around this town, I'm alright. Around this town, I'm alright. I mean, no consequence when you're playing with the fire. So first of all, I'd like to welcome uh, Darren Jones to showbizmonkeys.com. Right on, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> Good to hear. So uh, we're talking today about uh, you coming up to uh, the Winnipeg Comedy Festival in a couple weeks. But I want to kind of go back uh, into your career a bit and kind of get to where we are now uh, with you uh, hosting a gal at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. You started comedy really, really young compared to most people. Uh, I read that you, you started doing stand-up at 17. Yeah, I started doing uh, stand-up comedy at 17. I uh, called the amateur line at Yuck Yucks in Toronto. And um, I don't know if you know much about that, but you have to call the number, you leave your name, and you, you, you hopefully get a spot. And, you know... Amateur nights are, you know, it's drunks and weirdos and uh, the crowd and these comics. So it's, it's not ideal, but boy, it's a good way to uh, learn how to do it. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's back when I was doing it, they called it sink or swim. Okay. And they used to play videos. So you'd go up and depending on how you did, they used to play videos, either like, you know, an audience applauding or, you know, an atomic bomb going off if you uh, <laughs> were completely terrible. So it really was, uh, it wasn't a, you know, huggy, kissy, feely kind of thing. It was uh, a really trial by fire. And how were you even able to get into the club at 17? <laughs> well, that, that's a good question. You know, uh, the, the way uh, Yucks worked, I actually don't know, but, you know, <laughs> there were a couple uh, underage people, and uh, they just let it happen, okay. um, fortunately for me. But you're right, uh, at other bar gigs, they would definitely have had to uh, turn the other way. Yeah, well, I guess it, it worked out. <laughs> From there, uh, obviously, you, you must have gotten the swim side of things uh sometimes in order to keep keep with it and keep uh keep pushing through yeah yeah every now and again i mean you know stand-up comedy is uh you can always get the sink you know uh i don't care how long you've been doing it you can sink on any given night you know hopefully you swim but you can sink um but in the meantime i had uh been volunteering at roger's table and uh this guy knew this comedian mr mo uh uh, we, we wanted to do a show, so we started going out on the street with the camera, and that turned into a show called Buzz, which was on Roger's community cable for a couple of years, and then was then picked up by the Comedy Network uh, nationwide, and we did that show for seven seasons on the Comedy Network. So that's kind of how it all began. It was all that organic, do-it-yourself, uh, volunteer, hope-somebody-take-notice hope kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I wanted to talk to you about Buzz a little bit, because uh, that was my first introduction to you. Uh, being okay. in Winnipeg, I didn't see the cable access version, but as soon as it was on uh, Comedy Network, uh, it was. I, I guess my friends and I were just at the prime age, uh, you know, high school <laughs> age, to to really appreciate what was happening on that show. Friday night, nothing to do, staying at home. We we watched way too much of it. <laughs> That's great. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, and yeah, a, a friend of mine even said yesterday when I told him I was interviewing you, he, uh, he said, tell him that I've probably watched more of that show at that time than I've watched any other show in any given <laughs> span of time. Uh, that's, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a nice compliment. That makes me very happy to hear. That show is interesting because it was pre-YouTube, right? So the only way people saw it was if they actually happened to find it on the Comedy Network. Um, and, and the weird thing is there's, there's no, uh, no record of it anywhere. It's the damnedest thing. Cause we didn't own that. We didn't own the rights. So, so, uh, that show kind of like disappeared into the ether. 
which is it's I mean bizarre because I mean it at, at the time it really was the thing that was quoted around you know high schools and things like that it was it I mean if the internet was around back then well the internet was around but if YouTube was a big thing back then it certainly would have been you know up there with the college humor kind of stuff and in that kind of crowd yeah and, and you know it's it's it really is looking back it really is the perfect YouTube show because every bit was shorter than two minutes you know you you know we could have sliced that up put it online you watch. You know, you watch those segments, they're all two minutes long, you pass them around, but, uh, you know, it's just uh, a little before it's done, I think. Hmm. Um, were you, how involved with the show uh, were you, like, as far as, did you guys handle pretty much everything, top to bottom? Um, for the most part, there were the three of us. There was a, myself, Miss Simone, a guy called Mike McKinnon, and Mike would shoot it, uh, he would uh, edit it, he did the voice of the show. Uh, yeah, he was kind of the... Uh, the engine behind that thing. So, so it was a very, very small uh, uh, unit, which worked fine by us because we were so young, we didn't know any better. We had our comedian friends coming on, and it, it just worked perfectly. Uh, and I suppose uh, getting into you know uh, the TV world, it was a great way to you know learn on the go and on the job. Absolutely. You know, now the way TV's done, I mean, that's, that's a valuable way to, to make television cheap and fast and, uh, you know, shoot it on your cell phone and put it online. When that show finished, even before that finished, I think you started working in other TV. Uh, I think that was around the time you were working with uh, Rick Mercer. Yeah, you're right. You know, um, Mercer and I connected um, just as Buzz was kind of wrapping up. So uh, it, there was a little bit of overlap, but... But Rick came out, and then, you know, his show is the exact opposite of what Buzz was, where yeah. it's it's, uh, it's highly written, it's uh, uh, a shiny floor, good-looking show, It's uh, it was the, the, the exact opposite, and boy, I learned a lot about how to write uh, comedy on television, and that was such a terrific experience. And, I mean, Rick Mercer's kind of Canadian com comedy royalty, so <laughs> that must have been nice just working with him. That experience is a really defining moment in my career as far as learning how to execute uh, a high-end comedy show on television. Mm -hmm. um, and and what the, the, the place where a lot of people across Canada really started to take notice uh, of you was, of course, all your work on MTV Live. Um, it's kind of a, a much, much broader, more... Uh, uh, accessible version of kind of what I'm doing here where you'd be into, you know, you'd be entertaining the country, but you'd also be talking to, you know, everyone in the celebrity world as they'd come through Toronto. Uh, that must have been a Yeah, that a was a real hybrid show. Me. You're right. That was a real hybrid show between, you know, we, we certainly skewed more comedy near the end, but uh, at the beginning it was like, you know, the view on crack a little bit. You know, we had <laughs> everyone and anyone come on and we had the audience with microphones and it was like a free for all. Uh, and again, another really interesting experience. Because that was live television, which I hadn't done a lot of at that point. And, you know, that show, we ended up doing about 1,500 episodes, or I did anyways. I mean, that's a lot of live TV. Did, did you have any experience going in uh, on that side of things, like interviewing people and uh, that no, kind of thing? No, I mean, not really. I mean, only the experience I had with uh, with Buzz. And, you know, those <laughs> interviews were right. certainly not uh, family-friendly or... or uh, uh, helpful to the person we were interviewing. So that was a that was a good lesson in how to like make everybody win. Um, do you, during that time, are, are there any uh, interviews that you did or experiences that really jump out as not necessarily like the best, but just the most interesting and fascinating? 
Oh, that's a good question too. I mean, the way that the way that show worked is we would we would have everybody on just just the nature of the beast. We had to fill all that time. So I remember talking to uh, you know a band from uh, uh, God, were they Norway? And they didn't speak English, and it was on a webcam. And this was when webcam technology wasn't its best, though. Like, the connection was kind of crummy, and uh, they didn't speak English. And it was just, like, you know, pulling teeth. You know, we, we also had Amy Winehouse on right before she died. And that was a that was a really, uh, I mean, in retrospect, really sad experience. Because, you know, you could tell she was in a lot of trouble, but she had a huge entourage around her. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it was, it was, she was clearly in a lot of pain. So that was tough. Well, I guess, yeah, with the, like you said, with the amount of people that would end up on the show, you, you know, kind of cross the gamut there and, and end up talking to some pretty, pretty big people, but pretty interesting. We had Tom Cruise on and he was terrific. You know, he, uh, he was really funny and we, we, uh, did a fun game where I was, uh, reading lines of his movie to him to see if he could identify which movie he said it in, that kind of stuff. We had Quentin Tarantino on, we had, uh, Mark Wahlberg on, all these guys, and we would all try to, you know, do the interview with a twist, so it wasn't just a typical junket interview. It was something funny and interesting and something that they would remember as much as the audience. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So um, at what point did you kind of realize that you'd kind of done what you could with that uh, that platform and were ready to move on? That's a, that's exa- that's a perfect way to put it because, uh, you know, I loved that show and it was certainly, you know, my voice and it was my show you know uh, I was running the engine by the end um, but I didn't own it you know and it it wasn't mine in in the sense that I, I didn't own that format and I didn't own that show and I thought this is silly if I'm putting you know my heart and soul into this thing I need to be reaping all the benefits you know if it, if it is actually mine so then I started dipping my toe into the freelance world and and uh, and figuring that side of things out and uh, it's been a really interesting fun experience through all the things you've done since MTV Live, which, you know, Over the Rainbow was a big one that people saw. You've done work on Hockey Night in Canada. You've posted up stuff on your own YouTube channel. Um, have you uh, really been keeping up with uh, the stand-up comedy side of things? Yeah, you know, I've done I've done more stand-up in the last few years than I had in the previous 10. Um, I've really, really re-immersed myself in the stand-up world because, um, you know, one thing I've, I've realized is, is if you've got the live show, then there's no, that's, that's your calling card. You know, what you do on stage is who you are and, and what you are. So it's been important to me to, to build that up and make that what I do. And, and so now I've got this big variety show uh, that I do at universities and colleges around the country. That it's so much fun. You know, I have a lot of guests, special guests on, a lot of stand-ups on. I do a lot of hosting. I roll in videos. We have bands. We have DJs. We have the whole, the whole thing. So it's this, it's this big, live, interactive variety comedy show that I've been able to put together. And... Uh, it's so rewarding and so much fun. When it, as you mentioned before, with with Buzz and with MTV, like you didn't own any of that. And with, when it's your own show and it's live, there's nothing more you can own than that. Like that's you. Absolutely. So I've got that, and you know, I'm developing a bunch of interesting projects with different uh, production companies. I'm I'm down in LA right now, uh, taking a lot of meetings, and uh, it's uh, the the broadcast landscape has changed so much that there's a lot of interesting opportunities. Uh, right now and it's, it's an exciting time to uh to be in control of your own uh, creative content oh for sure um spe- speaking of your own creative content i noticed uh a few months back i was on your youtube channel and saw uh, you were having a little bit of fun with uh with rob ford as a lot of people were As just- yeah yeah <laughs> uh that was something you know i was able to call some friends in, in the film world and say i've got this idea i wrote a script 
you know, we shot it just for YouTube. You know, it wasn't meant to go anywhere else. It was yeah. just meant to have fun with it. And, and uh, you know, it's just another interesting little outlet, so something else you can do. How has it been being, uh, being in a city run by Rob Ford? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been very interesting to uh, have a world-famous mayor. You know, anywhere you go now, it's, uh, Toronto's known for the crack mayor. So <laughs> the nice thing is it's kind of uh, made the point where, uh, boy, it really does matter who you vote for. You know, yeah, whether you like him or you don't like him, you know, it's, your vote does matter. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, Toronto will see what happens in the fall there. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, you know, and uh, it's a it's a good word of warning to, to every other city. Watch them. Yeah, yeah, we've had our, we've had some some of our own issues here in Winnipeg with our own mayor. <laughs> <laughs> we we actually shot Buzz in Winnipeg uh, many many years ago. Oh really? So, yeah, down at the port and uh, yeah, port in Maine. We we were all over the place. Probably oh god, ten or twelve years ago now. But uh, and I actually um, lived in Winnipeg for a couple of years. Oh. When I was younger, yeah, yeah, yeah. What uh, what brought you through here? My dad worked for the Bay, and uh, so we uh, we moved around a lot when I was a kid, and we spent three years in Winnipeg in the in the uh, early nineties. Okay, what, did you did you like the city when you were here? Oh my God, yeah, you know, you got your Polo Park, you got your zoo, you got your, you know, you got it all. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've got <laughs> we've got those two things for sure, and we have we have the Bay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I love Winnipeg. It's uh, and it's it's such a great uh, arts community in Winnipeg. You know, because uh, I guess in the winter time everyone's inside creating stuff because you can't go outside. And uh, yeah, the music seems great. All the comics who come out of Winnipeg are so so good. And we've we've in the last couple of years really been developing a local scene. Like rather than just a few comics, there's actually like an actual scene, which is interesting. Oh, absolutely. And uh, any of the comics uh, go through Winnipeg to work. Oh my God, the local scene is. You know, it's on fire. Awesome. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, coming to Winnipeg for the festival for that reason alone. Yeah. Uh, do you do you know much about the particular show that you're hosting, uh, the gala show at the Comedy Fest? Yeah, the gala show I'm ho- I'm hosting is uh, First World Problem, uh, which is uh, which is perfect. You know, we're talking about Rob Ford. I mean, that's the First World Problem uh, <laughs> uh, up to a T. So uh, yeah. So so the nice thing is I'll be I'll be hosting. We've got. Um, a great lineup of uh, of comedians, really, really interesting, funny comics, and uh, I'm thrilled to be the master of ceremony that night. Just take take the room through that theme and and introduce these amazing comics, and uh, we're putting together a song. I'm gonna sing a little little song about the about the first world problems, and okay. uh, it's gonna be good. We're gonna put on a little uh, little song and dance number, so it should be a lot of fun. Uh, it's nice that those gala shows then end up on television as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we're taping that for a CBC, so that that'll be on TV at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, just just to do it live in Winnipeg is awesome. Um, are you just in for the for the one night and the one show? I'll be in, I think Thursday, and then I leave uh, Saturday or Sunday. So my plan is to get as many shows as I possibly can because I'm oh, the early show Friday. So I'm just going to uh, spend the night uh, checking out all the different acts. Um, and then finally, uh, after the comedy fest, you mentioned you're working on some stuff uh, in LA with meetings and and that, that kind of thing. Where can uh, we see Darren Jones coming up? We just wrapped a series that I'm not allowed to talk about, but uh, that okay. will be rolling out in the fall. Yeah, for some reason I'm not allowed. I would tell you if I could, but uh, yeah. but uh, I'm not allowed to mention it. But uh, that'll be coming out in the fall. And then uh, yeah, I've got a couple of shows in development in Canada and uh, and some interesting. Uh, Shows are developing down in down in the states, so uh, yeah, it's a fun time to be doing comedy. That's for sure. Uh, so people could uh, can follow you on social media and that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty active on Twitter. Uh, you know, MTV Live is one of the first shows to incorporate Twitter uh, <clears throat> into our daily program. Like mm-hmm. we, because we were live, we could we could do a call out before break, uh, before commercial break, and say like whatever it was, whatever silly thing, you know, you know, take a picture of your cat and send it to us. And we would instead of using email, we would use Twitter. So they were all public. They were all you know anybody could see them, and it really was a great way to show country that there are a lot of people watching and everybody else is enjoying this experience and then we get back from commercial break and then immediately we could show pictures of you know their cats or whatever they had submitted yeah. uh it was really a great way to uh to use and uh and interact with the audience yeah social media has just changed the comedy world in general and certainly television in a lot of ways yeah you just you also have to know how to use it and you got to know uh you know it's not the cure-all and yeah. it's uh it's not going to do itself it, it's just another great tool to get your your uh, your content out there, for sure. You're at uh, Darren Jones on Twitter. At Darren Jones, yeah, perfect. Exactly. Uh, people should follow you there, and I encourage people to check out uh, your YouTube channel as well because there's some funny stuff on there. Oh, right on. Yeah, great. And uh, and I'm looking forward to coming to Winnipeg. Showbizmonkeys.com.